0: behind the banner here. There I am. Good evening, dear ones. Good to see you. So grateful that you're with us here this evening. It's another Friday evening, 5 o'clock on the Mountain Time Zone. That means it is time for the good news. So happy that you're with us. We've got a great number of stories for you this evening, sharing some of the great stories I have found throughout the week. And I'm going to invite you to hit the like button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. Let your friends and family know what we're doing here. They can come join us as well. Trust and you're going to find at least one or more stories that warm your heart and remind you we really are here creating a world that works better for everyone. Our top stories tonight are coming to you from lgbtqnation.com. We find some really good stories over there all the time. And we're continuing, because last week was Trans Day of Visibility on Friday, and this week we're learning a whole bunch more about the good news things that are happening uh, because of that uh, last week. And the first up is, it would appear Minnesota is taking a big step. Uh, They passed a bill this week, the House bill. uh, The House of Representatives in Minnesota passed a bill sponsored by Representative Leah Finke, uh, it is the uh, who happens to be the state's first out trans representative. Now the bill forbids it forbids state legal authorities from removing a child or a parent or guardian in response to another state's laws against gender affirming care for youth. This means that Minnesota is becoming a sanctuary state. Uh, one of a few now that are popping up in the nation. You're going to hear about another one here in a moment. This, these are places where the state government is affirming and assuring that trans health care rights remain uh, strong and that people coming to their state for health care cannot be extradited or prosecuted. Uh, it forbids uh, members of the state from uh from of the state uh, legislature or state government from any anywhere uh, from helping uh working in any inner agencies or anything like that to identify or protect or potentially intimidate uh trans individuals uh now california has also passed legislation towards the same uh s- and similar legislation is set to be introduced by lawmakers in Colorado, Connecticut, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Kansas, Kentucky, Maine, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Mexico, Oregon, Rhode Island, Vermont, Washington, West Virginia. And I'm trusting we're going to see some more as well. In a similar story, the governor of New Jersey also recently signed a trans healthcare protection an executive order. Uh, and uh, this is Jersey, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, happens to be a Democrat, signed an executive order preventing people in the state from being extradited for providing, receiving, or facilitating gender-affirming care. He said, quote, across the nation, we're witnessing attacks led by certain states that seek to undermine the equality, dignity, and safety of the LGBTQIA community especially transgender and non-binary youth. He continued by saying, as leaders, our greatest responsibility is ensuring that every person we represent, regardless of their gender identity or gender expression, is entitled to respect fairness and freedom. Thank you, New Jersey Governor Mike Murphy. Wow, folks, I tell you, I'm pretty proud. That's, you know, I was born in New Jersey and now here we are. We're getting a chance to take another look at, uh, at, and good work, good work to be sure. And continuing in these stories, a federal judge has ordered Texas to return banned books to library shelves, especially LGBTQ plus and anti-racist themes. To the county's public libraries, uh, con- uh, conservative officials removed these books, uh, and seven uh, Lano County citizens sued county officials. Uh, they removed books including "Jazz: My Life as a Transgender Teen," in the night in the Night Kitchen by gay children's book author Maurice Sendak. It's perfectly normal: changing bodies, growing up, sex, and sexual health. And they called themselves the KKK, the birth of an American transgender group. All kinds of books that got pulled. And a federal court is saying, you went too far. Federal Judge Robert Pittman ordered the defendants to return the books to the shelves within 24 hours and to update the county's library's online catalog system to show that the books were publicly available. The county is also barred from removing any additional books while the legal case remains open. In this decision, Pittman said there was no evidence that the removed books were even part of the county's weeding process before the county re- received complaints about them. Pittman also noted, noted that the 12 books removed contain themes and content that are also contained in numerous books that have nonetheless remained available within the county's three library branches for many years. Thank you, Judge Robert Pittman. Hey, and you know, folks, It's not just in Texas where the judges are starting to realize uh, they need to get on the right side of the law in a hotbed of LGBTQ rights. A federal judge in Tennessee, yeah, Tennessee's been in the news a lot lately. Here's a good story from Tennessee. A federal judge has temporarily blocked the state's recently passed law, which would severely restrict drag performances. Uh, Donald Trump appointed Judge Thomas Parker said the Friends of Georgia, Georgia's, a Memphis-based LGBTQ plus theater group. It was issued a temporary restraining order against the law, which would criminalize adult cabaret entertainment in locations where it could be viewed by a person who is not an adult. These so-called laws to protect our children are unfounded and pathetic. Wow. Uh, in his Friday ruling, Judge Parker wrote, at this point, the court finds that the state is likely both vague and overly broad. Most people happen to know that, in my opinion. Uh, Parker wrote that the law would bar Friends of Georgia's from engaging in protected First Amendment expression under threat of criminal penalty. That's it, folks. That's what we need to see. Drag shows are considered First Amendment protected activity. It's freedom of speech, and a federal judge just ruled as such. Good news happening all around our country this week. Hey, I'm going to take a quick break, uh, grab a sip of water, and let our sponsors say a little bit of a hello here this evening. So uh, please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back with more good news in just a moment. Stay tuned. Today, I want to remind you to watch out for your yes. The fact of the matter is the infinite creative power in the universe, the law always says yes. Regardless of what the circumstance is, it always says yes. So when you say, I am prosperous, I am loving and loved, the answer is yes. And when you say something is a pain in the neck, or when you say you're sick and tired of something, the answer is yes. So choose carefully and be ready for your yes. And we're back with more of the good news here on the New Thought Media Network. Thanks for joining us this evening. I'll let you in on a little secret, folks. We're having a little bit of technical difficulties. Um, our dear producer, Diego, uh, has gotten bumped into some sort of alternative universe. And we don't know, and he doesn't know where he went. We've been trying to communicate in the background. So uh, please <laughs> accept our apologies if things are a little clunky here Uh this evening all right let's go on to our next story there's a a, a company out of uh I'm sorry a dutch company they're called reefy reefy reefies uh they make these lego-like blocks that are not really seawalls because i didn't know this until today when you put up a seawall it just bounces the the wave energy and it doesn't really do as much uh, these are designed to allow a wave to move through them and therefore dissipate the energy of the wave and doing a better job of protecting shorelines. Now, they've, uh, they've uh, deployed some of these over in uh, Europe and they're working. Now, an interesting part of all this is, yeah, they do look like Lego blocks. And they can be moved and set up in different patterns, which is what is ever best for the environment. So scientists can track which ways the waves are crashing on the shore, and position these in, in the in desired forms. And if they're not working, they can move them. Plus, uh, now they're low carbon. It's made from a low carbon concrete as well, and uh, they're set up to provide habitat. For mussels, fish, crustaceans, and other animals, uh, because the water can move through, the the inside of those blocks is hollow in there. Uh, Now, the cement blocks repel the force of the wave, uh, and instead of rebounding the wave, it becomes less strong as it moves through. The idea of having these blocks is to provide the foundation for nature to take over and have a living layer that can grow with sea level rise and self-heal in order to attract key species, which are, in a way, the architects of the underwater world. That's Reefy CEO Jamie Ascendo. Uh, He said that in a Fast Company article. See, folks, I love how we get to look at these innovative ways people think, and people start looking at things in the world, and they start coming up with new and different ideas about how to do this. Now, we got this story and many of the other stories we get over at the goodnewsnetwork.org, they do a great job of calling the internet and finding some of these great stories. Please drop over to their website. Give them a little bit of love and attention that they deserve as well. Our next story is another uh, great story from my perspective around uh, how we can innovate and change our usage of, uh, of natural resources. This one How can it, whoops, there we go. (laughs) You could say goodbye to air conditioning, perhaps. Uh, A new iridescent coating could be a new way to cool our homes. Now, what the scientists are doing, and let's look at it from this perspective. If you've ever looked at a beetle, their exoskeleton is made of cellulose, cellulose, which captures light and then sends it bouncing around, separating it into different wavelengths. That's why sometimes a a beetle will look green, and other times it might look a little purple, and maybe even in between. Well, what's important is that if we do this same type of thing on the outside of our homes, they can cool the homes by up to 7.2 degrees Fahrenheit uh, during the day, and up to 20 20 degrees Fahrenheit cooler during the night. Scientists are concerned that as t- temperatures on planet Earth continue to rise, and with with climate change, uh, when temperatures rise by one point five percent degrees centigrade, uh, they're also come. This is going to become more and more and more important. Now, there have been other ideas that uh, we've been at, looking at. Uh, many people say, "Well, why not just use a dye?" Uh, however, dyes uh absorb the heat and uh absorb the light and that heats everything up others have experimented with ultra white paint uh however that can become rather blinding to the eye and if you tried to use that on a large scale it'd have a really crazy effect uh maybe not as crazy as an iridescent pattern of roofs in a company uh their, their CEO told Fast Company, the usual way to generate a color, uh, sorry, wrong part, uh, we wanted to make it cheap, said their CEO, Shen, and that's why we use cellulose-based materials. Cellulose nanocrystals can be extracted from wood or cotton, and cellulose is the most abundant polymer in nature. What a neat idea how we get to this point. Uh, it, it takes a wild idea to look at a beetle and say, wow, what if we could make all the roofs the same as these beetles? I guess we're doing it. Say goodbye to your air conditioners, folks. It's going to happen, uh, one way or the other. Something's going to change. So, good story, good news. Let's continue on. Now we're going to Boston. And Boston is taking that step of making uh, their community colleges free for all residents. Now, Boston's Tuition-Free Community College program has already served over a 1,000 students since 2016. However, there were much more conditions and a lot of limitations, and it wasn't as easy to get into the program. Boston's mayor, Michelle Wu, said she believes that, quote, every Boston resident who wants to earn the skills and knowledge to give back to our community and build a life here should be able to do so. Uh, If you're watching from the Boston area, uh, let your friends and family know community colleges participating in the program include Benjamin Benjamin Franklin Cummings Institute of Technology, Bunker Hill Community College, uh, Massasoit Community College, I know I didn't say that properly, Uh, Mass Bay Community College, Roxbury Community College, and the Urban College of Boston. All that is starting this fall. Get in line and get your applications in. Uh, Boston residents will be able to pursue a degree or certificate at any of those local institutions and at no cost to attend. Thank you, Boston. Congratulations. Good work. We love seeing these kinds of stories, folks. Everyone's got a chance to be a part of what we're doing and creating this world that works better for everyone. And speaking of a world that works better for everyone or all, that includes our bird friends. Let me introduce you to Rakesh Katri. He's known as the Nest Man of India. And he's always liked uh, sparrows the most. And uh, at a certain point, he just decided we're going to start building. Well, we know what did it. Uh, he he was uh, he was on his way to his office in South Delhi one day and saw construction uh, workers putting cement over the holes that sparrows were using to create nests and realized number one they can't do that according to uh, the state laws and number two these birds need a place to nest. So he started building nests out of coconut husks, cotton, jute, rattan, and other materials. He's hosted nest building workshops in over 3,500 schools across India so far, and has worked with more than 100,000 pupils so far. Uh, Estimates are that he's well above the 250,000 nest mark and has no idea uh, no intention of stopping he said quote there's no greater blessing than building a home for a sparrow whose home has been sn- snatched by humanity we need nature but nature doesn't need us if we wish to live and keep ourselves happy then we need to work together with nature because she supports us the most yes folks we talk about it all the time it is one living system and we're living as a part of that system, and therefore, we've got to be prepared uh, to keep working with the system, not pushing the system down. Hey, we're going to take another quick break. Let some more of our sponsors say hello, and also say thank you to all those that make this network possible. But please, don't go away. Before we take our break, hit the like button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. Let your friends and family know what we're doing here on New Thought Media Network. I'm Rev Robert. I'll be right back with more good news. We got a whole great number of stories uh, on people doing good in the world coming up next. Stay tuned. Let's say thank you to our organizational sponsors and donors, including the Hefferlin Foundation, Affiliated New Thought Network, International New Thought Alliance, Science of Mind Archives and Library Foundation, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta, New Thought Philadelphia, Planned Happiness Institute, Summit Center for Spiritual Living. Center for Spiritual Living on the Lake, Unity Spiritual Center, Kitchener, Ohm Center for Spiritual Living, Center for Spiritual Living, North Jersey, Unity of Savannah, Center for Spiritual Living, Seattle, and all of our individual donors and sponsors. A part of the New Thought Media Network. Please come be you. And we're back with more of the good news here on the New Thought Media Network. I want to do a quick shout out to one of our other sources where we find a lot of these great stories. That's sunnyskies.com. Please do check out their site. They've got a lot of fun, funny and weird stuff, but also a whole section for the good news. So check that out when you get a moment. All right, folks, next up, you, many of you that watch this program know I love keeping the final set for those uh, those people doing good, heroes of the day. And we've got a collection For you tonight, it was really hard to narrow these down, uh, but we've come up with what we trust will be a a collection of stories you really love. First off, all the way from London, England, uh, me, Angie, and Steve Mills, brother and sister. Uh, Now, they work for the London Ambulance Service as emergency medical technicians. Angie is a uh, phone handler. They use 999 over there. So uh, Angie handles the phone calls and the dispatch while Steve works in the field. And recently, Angie decided to go on a ride along and see what it was like to be out on the front lines. Uh, And brother Steve was more than happy to bring her along. However, what happened is they got a call for a man who they uh, originally it came down as a call for a man who fell. Turns out it was a man in cardiac arrest. Now, Stephen Angie's father died of cardiac arrest 21 years ago. and that is what sparked both of these individuals to go into this profession. Uh Steve was quoted in the article as saying that he watched uh as nobody knew what to do when his father went into cardiac arrest uh and only wished that he knew what to do. When they got to the call, Angie, who had never actually performed CPR on her own, but had talked hundreds of people through the process, uh, began doing chest compressions. And uh together they were able to save the man's life. Wow. Uh, what an amazing story. Uh, Steve did recall that uh, when his father died, there was a policeman who, who attempted to do CPR but wasn't able to get there in time. Most people suffering from cardiac arrest have five minutes or less. If you're not CPR certified, please uh, get in touch with somebody in your local community. It's easy. You can learn in a half a day. Uh, it's a skill you may never need to use, uh, but it's worth a half a day. To, to get the certification, and then every couple of years, you do a research and you do a half day to keep keep uh, everything working. Uh, you never know when it might be your life, somebody might be saving your life, or you might be saving another's. Steve, Angie, kudos, dear ones. So grateful that you were on call and ready to, uh, ready to act. All right, next up, the Tongue Twister Award of the Week, an act the actor's sous-chef son saves Driver from drowning in a Baltimore river. Uh, in downtown Baltimore's Inner Harbor recently, uh, an uh, unidentified man drove into the frigid water uh, of, uh, of the harbor, and uh, a young sous-chef, Tom Walsh, ran out the door of the restaurant he was working in, dove into the water, broke the window with his elbow, and was able to save the man's life. Now, uh, you may notice the person standing next to Tom. That's his father, Dylan Walsh, who is a Hollywood actor and uh, has a number of different credits to his name. Good genes, I would believe, and good upbringing as well. Congratulations, Tom. Thank you for being a hero. Thank you for jumping in and saving the day. Here's another good one. And we almost ended the story, the show here today, folks. Until you see our next story, however, this one is even more fun. Uh, Chris Yates, is, who's not pictured here, uh, was a veteran is a veteran pilot. He was up in the air recently, and he noticed that another small plane had lost a wing or it's lost a wheel, excuse me, uh, and was going to need to make an emergency landing. Uh, Chris radioed the tower. And asked the tower what they can do to help. However, the tower didn't have anybody that really could help. And so they patched Chris through uh, to the young woman who was flying the plane. Who you see here is Taylor. Her name is Taylor. Uh, Taylor, uh, which just happened to be Chris's daughter's name. (laughs) The synchronicities. Uh, So uh, Taylor hashes her... uh, her last name, and she would, this was only her third solo flight after getting her license. You know how it all ends, folks. Chris was able to talk her through it all, helped her to get the plane down on the ground. Uh, if you want to search out, this all happened in the Detroit area. WXYZ News in Detroit has some uh, cell phone footage from some local folks. Uh, Chris said, he, I was thinking of his daughter just how afraid and alone hash probably felt in this situation uh and the faa now has started an investigation into the cause of the malfunction hash says that despite the frightening incident she has no intention to give up flying good for you dear one that is a great great story taylor keep flying we love hearing this and our final story tonight, folks, one that nearly breaks my heart. I'm going to introduce you to Francis Zuber and Ian. Uh, where's Ian's last name here again? I know I have it somewhere. <laughs> uh, Ian Stenger. There it is. Steger. Steger. Uh, Ian Steger. Uh, recently, Francis was out skiing at Mount Baker ski area. Uh, you can watch this video, it is tearing up the internet. And. Uh, young Mr. Ian got, is, was snowboarding. Ian got caught upside down in a tree. Well, anyone that's ever done any skiing or snowboarding in deep powder knows how dangerous that could be. Uh, and was probably only moments from death, uh, from suffocation. However, due to a unique experience, uh, circumstance, Francis was it, spotted. The snowboard was taken by surprise to see an upside down snowboard in his line, stopped and started digging. Once he got down to Ian's face, Ian was able to breathe, and Francis uh, was able to get out then, was able to take a moment, get out his avalanche shovel, and dig the other man out. This is a picture of them about a week later, back at it in Mount Baker ski area. It's in Western Washington. (laughs) So, Francis, thank you for being our big hero of the week here on The Good News. Folks, I'm Rev Robert. I've gone overtime. And that means it is time for me to get out of here. Wish you a great weekend. We're going to be back tomorrow morning with our Saturday morning Science of Mind and Lecture Spirit spirit and Science of Mind and Spirit light, conversation series uh, with Reverend Dr. Raymond Anderson sharing his with the, with the wisdom with us tomorrow. So please plan to join us for that. Until then, I'm going to get out of here and say thank you for being with us on the New Thought Media Network. Thank you for being a part of our family. Until next time, I wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now.